This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Everything is awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Now, I have to apologize ahead of time as I sit here and do these intros and outros. Uh, as you heard me say in the previous episode with Hal Lublin, I'm on Weight Watchers, so I'm doing my, you know, my normal time to sit around and do these intros and outros are usually when I'm at my day job, at my lunch hour, and I spend my lunch hour getting some extra steps in, getting that step count up, getting my fit points up, trying to just be a better calf, build a better calf, that's all, trying to be healthy. Uh, anyway, so uh, we are continuing our uh, coverage, no, coverage, I don't know, promotion, no, celebration. We are covering our celebration, we are continuing our celebration of the Philadelphia Podcast Fest this week uh, with our buddy BK Mullen, who has now been on the show, oh gosh, I think this is his third time, maybe fourth time uh, on the show, including some panels that we have yet to air, um, that they, they're going to be coming up later this month. Uh, but yeah, BK of the Poppin' Bottles Dadcast, uh, he is performing at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival at Tattooed Moms on June 23rd, 3 p.m., uh, there's going to be a ton of great shows there on the 23rd at Fit Comedy at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. You can find a complete schedule at phillypodfest.com schedule to see where your favorite podcast in the Philadelphia area is performing. And hey, I can tell you what, if you're not familiar with some podcasts, then just go and spend a couple hours or the whole day at these venues. Amalgam Comics and Coffee House is a great little spot in the city where you can sit down, buy some comics, drink some coffee, read your comics, or on the 23rd, you can sit around and watch some of your favorite nerdy podcasts like Voice of Free Planet X, all my fantasy children, victims and villains, uh, and a whole ton more. You can go to Tattooed Moms and see guys like BK Mullen and Poppin' Bottles Dadcast. And there's so many shows, I, I don't have them memorized anymore at all. Uh, so phillypodfest.com slash schedule. Uh, and of course, make sure you check out our show on July 1st at 1 p.m. Yes, that's right. We're kicking off the last day of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival at Tattooed Moms, 1 p.m. July 1st. Everything is awesome is going to be there. Still finalizing the guests, but we finalized our game. That's right. We are going to be playing a fun game that we made ourselves called Food Fright, where we're going to have four food challenges and four prizes to give out. We're going to have an Oreo challenge. We're going to have a, um, uh, 
We're gonna have the bean boozled challenge. We're gonna have a donut challenge. And we're gonna have the Pocky Chip Challenge, baby. And don't worry, I'm not gonna make the audience members do this on their own. If it's not me and Mike, it will at least be me partaking in these challenges as well. And hey, you may walk away with some cash, some free drinks, gift cards, who knows what you'll walk away with at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, July 1st, 1 p.m. with everything that's awesome at Tattooed Mobs. Let's kick it over to me and BK Mullen as we sit around and do what we do best right here on awesomepodcast.com. Too much at once, you know? Oh, no, I feel you. I'm, I, I am, I think, uh, two weeks behind on my reviews for the site. So. <laughs> I, and, and, of course, like, I put the on my to-do list, get them done this week when I have <coughs> – you're, you're the third interview I've done today. Nice. Uh, the, the second one I've done is since uh, 1030. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know, I did like three or four other interviews this week. Right. And I sometimes forget that I need to sleep. You know, it's awesome being able to create the things that we want to, like to have that freedom. But then at the same time, we have no restrictions, really. Yeah. So yeah. it's like we start loading up all the things like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. Wait. I have no time now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, like, at least when I was writing reviews for like another site, what I wasn't like, I, I had to get it done or they would say, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Now exactly. it's like, if I don't get it done, like I'm sure I might be annoying you and, and Ash, but <laughs> I, I'm not like at the end of the day, it's like, well, no, no one cares. <laughs> like, you know what? Where the way I see it, like I definitely want to be, as serious as possible about what we're doing. Cause you know, when we take it seriously, then other people take us seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I just got, uh, we can talk about this more depth later, but I just got a line in to, uh, a girl who is working for DC, uh, in the department of their new, um, their new streaming service that's debuting soon. Oh yeah. So I want to be able to like, I, I immediately was like, oh, well, I got to, when I can drop it in, I got to drop in that entertained so she can see the stuff that we're doing, you know? Yeah. So I guess uh, that means we actually got to do stuff. But, uh, but yeah. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, you know, we're in the first couple of weeks of this thing. We're going to, we're going to get on it at some point. We, we all got our lives going on and stuff too. So. Yeah. And, and again, like, so I don't, I, I, my day job, like really kind of took over my life, right. uh, like right when, uh, no justice came out. Uh, and then, um, I, and now it's January, or not January, June. And now it's podcast festival time. So it's like, right. Oh God, I just, I don't have no time to do anything. Yeah. Uh, and then like the panels that I like the, not necessarily, not the panel, um, at, um, at creator Oaks, but the wizard world panel, like suddenly like that came about so quick that like it took over my life. Uh, yeah, the turnaround must've been insane. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, we all know how the other comic con, I, I, maybe I haven't made that public yet, but the Philadelphia comic con in, in Oaks, like that, like I, we, I found out a week beforehand that it was happening. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that. Cause you emailed me the day that you got the, <laughs> the email i'm like oh this is awesome oh shit <laughs> that, that's, so, that's real soon oh, no. <laughs> yeah 
Uh, and then Wizard World, like the I want to say I applied to that the Monday after I found out we were accepted at uh, Greater Oaks, and I was like, right. well, I mean. Let's like I, I don't know why they were still accepting applications because it was two weeks <laughs> out at that point. Right. But but at least like there was communication and I you know I think I I think I had a week and a half two weeks to really prepare for it. So right. and and I mean to be honest we just did the same thing we did the same topic so it's yeah, not like yeah. I didn't do much. <laughs> but yeah like all, all that happened like out of nowhere and uh and it but it, it doing the fact the fact that i was accepted to wizard world just like proved to me like all right Dude, i'm on my so way of, yeah i it, it was amazing like who knew that could happen yeah you got it even if it was like even if it was a small turnout or smaller than you were expecting or whatever it's still a turnout you're still at wizard world you still got your foot in the door you know it's great. Yeah, and, and it was – I don't know. I don't think I, I, I've said anything about this yet um, anywhere, save for like just private conversations. But when we got to our panel room, like the TV – so so uh, did they have a TV screen at Greater Oaks behind us or was that just a projector or something? I think it was a projector. I think it was a projector, yeah. Well, Wizard World has um, – that's what they used years past. Now they switch everything to like an HD TV that's just sitting off to the side. Right. So we get to our panel room and like the first thing you see is, I don't know, probably I would say – I think the room held like 100 and, and – I, I felt like I counted 180 chairs by like quick math. But right. it could have been like 150 was more realistic. Right. And there was about, I'd say, 40 to 50 people in there. That's and I'm like, I was like, this seems weird. And I look in, and the, and the TV <laughs> still says the the previous panel. Right. So I I look at Mike, and I'm like, I don't think this is us, man. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the other panelists weren't there yet. So right. I, like, I don't think I don't I think something's weird going on. So then he snuck into the room and and asked one of the audience members. He's like, What are you guys here for? Uh, the Marvel the Marvel panel. And he comes out, and I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? I was planning on five people being here, Mike. <laughs> and Yeah, uh, yeah it, it turned out really, really great. Uh, uh, we we reduced the number of panelists to four. So it was me, Mike, and then we had um, Ariel, for, the owner of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, um, and, and this girl, Kate Sheridan, uh, who's like a local Philly artist and, and comic book creator. Right. Um, and we had them on uh, on the panel. Uh, and four seems like a, a, a good number. And I don't know because yeah. like we, maybe it was because we fit on the stage. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like there was when we had, I think a total of five at ours, right? Yeah. And I, and I think f- having the one less person probably flowed better than, than yeah. The five. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now we had the hour at greater Oaks, but right. Wizard World only gave you 45 minutes. So that was a huge factor into saying, leave it at four. Right. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, even with just four, even with just three for an hour, could totally fill that hour with just three people. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, we, based off the Q&A that we did at Greater Oaks, I was like, all right, I think I know how much time to leave. We got the wrap up signal from Wizard World staff. They're like, guys, you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
yeah. I mean, we got 45 minutes. We took the hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I, I apologize to the comedy sports people because they were on after us. Uh, because, you know, I, I felt bad for taking the whole hour. But I also felt bad, like, telling people they, could, they had to stop asking questions, especially because, like, the last three to four people – uh, the last seven people included two kids that were in their like preteens, right. and then there was like what was clearly a special needs kid, uh, and and like just like I think the, the other like randos that were in there were obviously like just dying to ask questions. Right. I was like, I I feel bad like cutting it off. Meanwhile, I go to the Stephen Amell panel, and the guy that's moderating that has no problem saying, "You're the last question." Uh, and, and same yeah. thing. I went to go see um, Plus Two Comedy do a panel that day, and same thing. They just instantly cut it off. I'm like, all right, I guess I just have to be a dick. Yeah, to a certain extent, you have to like. It's like a balance between being a fan and being a professional. So it's yeah. like, hey, I'm a fan, and I get to do fan things, and I get to do like this awesome panel and have people ask me questions and all that. But at the same time. I also have to treat this like a business to a certain extent. And well, like, uh, you know, sorry, man, but you're the last one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're so, so I, I, I applied to do, uh, something at Keystone with, um, I was moving away from the Marvel thing to, to just kind of change it up. But I think based off of like what happened with, uh, with wizard world, um, Mike said, I should just apply for, for two more, try to do one each day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to apply for two more. And then also I need to, uh, they just released press applications. So I need to, to apply no. for the two of us, I guess at the very least. Yeah. Um, and try to get, you know, some coverage going there. That's all. Awesome. But yeah, yeah. Keystone sounds like it's going to be exciting. Uh, I actually, I don't know. Do you like, did you look at the lineup for wizard world at all? Not really. No. Yeah, I, it wasn't like I mean it was cool, but it wasn't super like for me. Stephen Amell was like the reason to go, right? Um, and, and then it, that kind of expanded upon uh, like the rest of the Team Arrow crew that, right. that showed up. But I feel like Keystone, like that, has like a really good lineup of people for me. Like, there's like a lot of the Doctor Who people are going to be there, yeah. and yeah, um, and like yeah. the the Greater Philly one too, like. Uh, you know, the whole main cast of Black Lightning, even though it's not, as far as I know, it's not a super popular series right now, but it's a new series. Well, I, I honestly think that's the reason why uh, they, <clears throat> like, they didn't, like, communicate properly, because Greater Oaks, I think, has been around, or, or that Philadelphia Comic Con, the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, as they call it, I feel like it's been around forever. Yeah. But... I think this was one of their bigger years because they had the cast of Black Lightning, which I think was huge for them. Yeah. Uh, and and Val Kilmer. I don't know how huge that was, but he was uh, he was hidden away from everybody. Yeah, dude. They had Val Kilmer. They had Michael Bain. And then yeah. they also had the option to get your picture taken with both at the same time. It was called the Tombstone Package. <laughs> and like... Like, they had a whole bunch of Power Rangers. They had Bulk and Skull. And like... It was so funny. So there was like the whole area that they had set up for, for those people. But then uh, Ash and I are walking through, like we're walking towards that area and just like tucked into like a tiny little corner booth, like at the end of a whole row of booths before you got to that section. 
yeah. was the dude who played the Red Ranger in uh, in season two. <gasps> oh, right? yeah. I, I can never remember his name. Rocky, Ro- the guy who played yeah. Rocky. The guy who played. I'm just we're just walking through, and I'm like, oh hey, cool necklaces. Oh hey, cool swords. Oh hey, there's Rocky. What the fuck? There's Rocky. <laughs> yeah, and he had the they... little Red Ranger helmet out, and he was like. Just kind of standing there, looking at his phone, like nobody was interested. Well, they now, they kept him away from the other Power Rangers, but they kept him in the celebrity area, if I remember correctly. Like he wasn't down where uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was, yeah. which was the aisle. Yeah, um, but but he was he was just kind of remotely in like the the other celebrity area. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm sure that they wanted to make a point to like spread some of the people out that that they were able to you know just so to it it just seems weird that the what like the only all the other power ages were with each other (laughs) yeah bulk and skull were were in the you know the famous person box you know (laughs) well well have I mean, when it comes to Power Rangers, is anyone else been in as many iterations of the Power Rangers besides them? Maybe Tommy. No, because yeah. because the other thing is, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, there's a uh, like a super popular um, uh, Power Rangers version of Dungeons and Dragons uh, that is both a podcast and like a TV show, basically. And the guy who plays Bulk is one of the characters on there. He's one of the players. Oh, and my like, God. <laughs> they also have on like guests, you know, guest spots for different episodes. Like sometimes there's, you know, one of the old Yellow Rangers pops on or something like that for like two episodes as a character or something like that. But now the main cast of characters, there's there's one of the guys who was the Blue Ranger for like a season. And, okay. and a couple other random people, like writers for whatever website, you know, and, and previous. Uh, also, one of the 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 guys uh, wrote the the Power Rangers comic books for a long time, and then fucking bulk is there with the mutton chops, like. <laughs> bulk. I mean, talk about eating up that character for as long as you can. Uh, Good for yeah. him. And he's such a cool dude. Like. He and he's never ever. I, I I think that's the main part of his fame. Like not only that he was a part of this famous thing, but also that at panels and and when he's meeting fans and stuff like that, he's totally chill. He's totally down for a photograph or whatever. You want to do a silly pose? Let's do a silly pose. You know, yeah. that sort of deal. So, I I gotta imagine that like that that just comes with being the fact that like you 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 pretty much have done Power Rangers. Like I I, I, don't, right. I don't I couldn't tell right. you anything else any of the Power Rangers have ever been in. Even like the popular ones like like uh Amy Jo Johnson and and Tommy uh yeah. and, uh, Jason David Frank. Like they, I mean they, they've done some things but I feel like no one's really has anyone escaped Power Rangers to go on and do like something like huge? I, I don't think so. No, not huge. I mean I think Jason David Frank is the one who has come the closest. He's like popped up in a couple of TV shows and like a couple of like in the background of a couple of movies and shit like that and then you know with his UFC career uh, yeah. I think if I remember correctly, he popped up in the WWE for a minute 
during the Attitude no. Era, but just as a get, not as a wrestler, just as a guest spot. Uh, you know, yeah, so. I'm. I'm surprised he was never tapped to play Casey Jones in some sort of iteration of the Turtles, because I feel like he has that look to play Casey Jones. And you know what's funny is uh, both uh, at, for a while, both uh, Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers were both owned by Saban. So it's like, yeah, and both remember that crossover, uh, yeah, and both uh, both had uh, licensed Hasbro for their toys and shit like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like some of those guys were really cool. Like the guy who played um, the guy who played Jason, I thought he could have yeah. done all right in something else. You know, the guy who played Billy, like yeah, he did. When you go, even when you go back and watch, yeah, it's cheesy, but he did such a great job. It's and, and I never really watched Beyond Mighty Morphin. Uh, mm. And every now and then, like my my son will watch it on Netflix. Whatever the, I think it was Dino Thunder or something. Yeah, and, Dino and, Charge and Super Dino yeah, Charge. Yeah. yeah. So he watched a couple of those episodes, and I I, I did not see the reboot uh, movie. I did. Uh, and how, how was that? It you know much of okay. <laughs> It's the same, uh, and and let me let me let me let me explain my sentence. Okay, uh, it's the same as Star Wars, in that I loved it back in the day when I was a kid, and now here is this new one that I have to keep in mind is still made for kids. So yeah. even though they went like a like an edgier version of it so that I would be satisfied too as an older person, I still had to keep in mind that ultimately it is for preteens. So just suffer through that a little bit. <laughs> and overall, it's actually a really enjoyable experience. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I, for me, like Star Wars is still, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, prequels obviously uh, are, I, I, I like there's a generation of kids that that's their star Wars and they love it. Right. And, and probably adults now or, or, or young adults. Yeah. Um, but the, the, like force awakens and, and last Jedi, like I enjoyed those movies. Like they, I felt like they hit the right notes for both the new and old generations. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, you know, I give, oh God, this is so hard to talk about. I actually <laughs> like the prequels, except for two things. Number one, I think Hayden Christensen was not the best choice. Maybe he was the best choice at the time, but he still had uh, he didn't have the chops yet. Um, and I think you know everybody judges Natalie Portman, but I think she suffered from having to be with Hayden Christensen all the time. Uh, but the other yeah, thing because was, Natalie Portman's a, a great actress. Oh, she's you know, like, I love yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing, the uh, the only other thing I didn't like was that it was filmed all on the blue screen, green screen bullshit. Yeah. Like yeah. the thing that really made Star Wars amazing, like back in the day, and how they're doing it now, is that that balance between practical effects and CGI effects and you know, especially with that first series, you know, the first trilogy, the difference was 
all of the other sci-fi films before it or sci-fi stuff before that was very clean. It was very like shiny objects and shiny outfits and stuff like that. So to have like a dirty, gritty, very real environment to have these characters in is important. And, you know, the level of CGI that, that George Lucas was trying to, you know, to use was just, it just wasn't ready. He, he I'm sure he didn't want to wait another, whatever, 20 years or whatever it was, yeah. but he should have. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean, he invented so much to make you know, you know, Star Wars what it is today. Like, you know, without Star Wars, you don't get a lot of the stuff that we have today. You know, whether it be story elements or or, or um, special effects, really, like at all, like Lucasfilm and and uh, what Industrial Light and Magic, yeah. like that's all. Oh yeah, the. Yeah. The things that Industrial Light and Magic has done to fucking the universe of filmmaking is just incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and you so so what? Well, what you before we get to the other ones? What did you get? Think of Rogue One? Uh, oh, Rogue One briefly. was amazing. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Too. It was for my money anyway. It was the absolute perfect way to do a Star Wars film that did not include any of the major Star Wars characters that we're so used to seeing, uh, which yeah. is actually why I'm so nervous about seeing Solo. I haven't seen Solo yet. So, I mean... I was going to uh, yeah, I was gonna ask to see if you saw that yet. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, so, so, yeah, Rogue One I really liked because um, it was able to, to tell, a, a, like, a, a story without the characters that we know and love, right. but still be, be tied in heavily to that story. We know and love yeah, with the characters. Yeah. I mean, um, even for people who never, who have never watched, uh, oh, what, oh, what's it called? The, the clone wars, uh, cartoon yeah. series, even for people who have never seen the clone wars series, the character of Saul Guerrero, was still so captivating and like you, you still get that, you know, that legendary feeling from him as a character of this is an important guy. And, you know, part of that is the casting, but also part of that is just how they write the character and how they, you know, how they present the character and stuff like that. This is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I really liked what they did with that movie is they, they kind of made it like originally. I th like I thought they they were kind of going. They wanted to go for like a heist movie, uh, but they they kind of just went like it was really like the only Star Wars we've had so far that had war in it. Like it was exactly, a, it felt yeah. more like a war movie. <laughs> yeah, like it seemed like the only times we've we've ever seen any actual war type situation in Star Wars was uh, in the prequels in space, you know, and then the war in, uh, you know, the, the clones attacking, uh, Naboo yeah. and all that jazz. But I mean, that was kind of phoned in, <laughs> you know, very clearly all CGI and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it was, I, I don't know. I think, I think it was perfectly done and I can't understand anyone who had anything negative to say about it. Like, it's just so well done. 
Yeah, and it definitely like it gave me hope for what like other uh, Star Wars films could yeah, be, for sure. or or a Star Wars story. Uh, with, with, I, I won't obviously talk about Solo too much since you haven't seen it yet, but uh, I mean, for, for me, like it's a perfectly enjoyable movie. Like I I I I, I saw it twice once once by myself and then once with the kid, right. and 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 I think that is is I don't know how many people took kids to go see it, but it was interesting seeing him watch it because like to him there's there's no preconceived notion of who han solo is you know he knows the character he's seen the character played by harrison ford but like at the end of the day what does a six-year-old care who who harrison ford is right. um so like to, to watch him watch it like it made the movie experience even better um, and, and, and made me enjoy it even more, uh, than I did the first go around. I, I think, I don't know. I think if you're a star Wars fan, you're going to like it. I think it's, I've seen people say that it's the best Disney era star Wars. Okay. And, and that I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler for me to say that, that, that they're wrong. Cause <laughs> I, I, I think they are. Right. Um, but I don't think that means that it's a bad movie at all either. I, I, I think it's just, it's, it's, it, I think a great non-spoiler review of, of that movie is uh, it, I think it proves once again that you can tell a story in the Star Wars universe that's not about the Skywalkers right. and is also not doesn't it feels like a Star Wars movie, but it's also in it's like in, in a genre, like in a different genre. So like Solo kind of feels like a combination of a star Wars film with like a, like a car film, like a car racing film. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. It, you know, that makes sense, especially considering the history of, uh, is Harrison Ford and Ron Howard. And yeah, basically they're <laughs> how much of themselves they put into their films and stuff like that. Uh, and put into their characters and, and that sort of thing. There's very much that hot roddy uh, um, ne'er do well feeling about Han Solo throughout the the whole series and throughout the character, and I think as what I'm looking for as far as Solo is concerned is to, I mean, I mean, you say when you talk about genres, I mean, Star Wars is basically becoming a genre all to itself. Like you can't even really yeah. say that it's science fiction because yeah, it's sort of science fiction, but the people who work on these films put so much real shit into it, you know, uh, it becomes way more than that. So it's really about doing some cross genre stuff. So like when you, when you say that solo is sort of a, uh, a car flick, you know, about a guy like, like essentially, uh, <clears throat> what was that movie driver? With uh, Ryan, what's his face? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine that movie crossed over into the Star Wars universe and it would still be an amazing movie. That sort of thing. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's where we're at with like, you know, these, um, like the st- maybe not quite with the Star Wars films yet. Uh, I do think that, that they need to be treated differently than the Marvel movies um, where like, I think, we're okay as an audience getting Marvel movies, you know, three times a year. Uh, Star Wars 
I think does need to stay at like once a year and, and very specifically at least 12 months, I think in between them, because that way it's still, I think star Wars needs to feel special and it needs to feel, you know, magical to a degree. And if, and if you're getting them every five months or every three months, like you do a Marvel movie, it's, 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 you lose that. Yeah, definitely. Like I I like the way, you know, the thing about Marvel movies being so close together is that, they make it work, you know, it's all part of the same storyline and stuff like that. And generally it's all along the same timeline as well. But with star Wars sort of jumping from one spot of the timeline to another, it's really difficult. Like what are we at two movies a year for the last three years now or some shit. So it's, it's a little rough. Yeah, well, yeah, Star Wars has been, uh, I think, like, I think Rogue One came out in December, too. So, for the most part, it's still been one movie a year. Okay. But then, but then you had uh, Last Jedi uh, five months prior to, to right. Solo. Um, but the, the other three were, I think, about a year apart. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I actually honestly feel like maybe you go a year and a half. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It just feels it feels right. But I, I like the idea that like what they're doing with these star uh, Star Wars films to like change like to, to combine it with the genres. And I think that's what. And again, I think more specifically, maybe the Marvel movies need to start doing right. this, and maybe they will come Phase Four. But like, you know, uh, things that you know, the reason like Black Panther feels special is because it's it, it, it's. Um, it's not doing the same thing that every other Marvel movie has done, but it's still a comic book movie. At yeah, the end it's of the still day. a hero flick. I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to see New Mutants and see a horror movie with X Men oh, characters yeah, for sure. So I feel like that's like I would love to see, you know, especially since Marvel is potentially going to own everything but the Sony stuff, and I think Namor is still Universal, yeah. like potentially next year they're going to own all their t- almost all their toys again you know i'd love to see them what incorporate everything obviously into the mcu but start taking different um avenues to tell their stories and tell a you know a horror movie with with the x-men and, and tell you know a maybe there's like a good like noir movie that they could do with one of their like that's i think that's what they need to do with batman like going to the right. other company like they need to do a ten million dollar movie, uh, that's that's a noir detective film, and and see what happens. I would watch that. Oh home. yeah, absolutely. And like, especially with pre Batman characters, like if they did a Dick Tracy f- flick for only ten million, like that would be that would be super slick. And give it to the Russo brothers, you know, like that would be amazing. But like, I, I feel like, you know. Like we were talking about um, when we did the panel, we were talking about like Disney having their own streaming service. I, I would have rather seen the Han Solo story be like a two season show or like a three season television show that I could stream instead of trying to block it out into one movie or do one movie and then maybe do a sequel in like two years, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I could see that working, you know, and, and I think, um, 
Bark, uh, Mark Bedard oh, uh, I love Mark on Bedard. Twitter. Yeah, he had this great little tweet where he's like, you remember that movie, uh, you know, The Last Crusade, and, and they, they told the origin stories and hit all the checkboxes in the first 15 minutes of the film? He's like, that's all right. I needed. Um, so, so, and I, again, I don't think that's really spoiling anything to Solo, but uh, that's just a take on someone that didn't maybe enjoy the film or didn't think. And, and that's, I think, like, uh, Solo was really like, no one really asked for that movie. No one was like, hey, you know what we need? We need a Han Solo origin story. Right. Um, and, and I think that, no, I think there was a lot of things that went into why the its performance was not as strong as it yeah. could have been. I think it was the fact that uh, the Last Jedi was a controversial movie, and and with the fans, and this came out five months after that, and it also had a lot of controversy behind it. Yeah, um, it was poorly marketed. <laughs> like they didn't the Han Solo movie marketing didn't feature a lot of Han Solo, which is weird. <laughs> I like, you know, I, so I don't watch TV. Like, uh, we have a uh, television, and we have Netflix, and we have Amazon Prime. That's what we've got. And okay. and you know, I watch stuff on YouTube. But yeah, I saw almost nothing on Facebook, nothing on Twitter, except for a couple of hashtags. When we were at the beach, uh, we were watching the hotel TV. And we had, you know, I was watching, you know, a couple of things on the ESPN channels, and then we switched it over to the Disney channel a couple of times for the little one. Never saw a single preview or anything for Han Solo. Like, the thing is in theaters. Nothing. I saw nothing. Uh, Which means they weren't willing to put the money into... Like, for instance, what I was watching on ESPN was uh, the Warriors-Cavs game one. So, obviously, they weren't willing to put the money into advertising during that. And for some god-awful reason, they weren't advertising it on the Disney channel. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Which you think they'd get a good deal with them. I I don't don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. But, like, I... I do get the sense that, and, and so, all right. Last thing about solo, and then we should actually probably do an episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I the the main problem that I have going into a solo origin story movie, and and maybe this is an old school portion of my brain, but I am perfectly fine with certain things being left to the imagination. I am yeah, perfectly yeah. fine only knowing Han Solo from, you know, the original three movies and then Force Awakens and then the... Uh, the history, you know, the legend of the character that has been built across those four movies. Yeah. References to his past, previous, you know, uh, uh, the relationships that he has that has been shown throughout the movie, like his relationship with Jabba the Hutt, and then knowing what Jabba the Hutt is as a character, and then his relationship to the lady at the bar, whose name I can never remember. Uh, and knowing that she is a very 
reputable individual in the Star Wars universe, whether, you know, like we have to give that over to that character. So him having those level of relationships with that level of character in, uh, you know, across the board, plus the things that he has done within the movies themselves and the legends that have been told of him, you can construct that yourself. And that feeds into why you love the character of Han Solo so much. So it's like every single one of us already knows that we love Han. And this just feels really extra and really unnecessary. Yeah. 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 But that all being said, it is, you know, I still think it's a movie that I like, if you're a star Wars fan, you should see it because I mean, there was a time where we went a very long time without a star Wars movie or at the very least without a good star Wars movie. Uh, you know, depending on how you where you fall about those prequels, um, <coughs> and and this movie like is you know despite where it might be in, in box office and, and and ratings and whatnot, like it's I don't know. I think it's it, it might be it might be number four in the in the in the post Disney world for me, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Like it's still like I really enjoy that movie, and it's I think it's worth watching. I think it's worth you know exploring just. Even if you look at it as just a, a contained experience versus as part of the greater story. Yeah, and you know, something that I did an episode of my podcast a few days ago, because uh, I hadn't done it in a while and I just wanted to talk about nerdy stuff. But I you know, I one of the podcasts I listened to is called James Bonding. Uh with yeah, Matt Myra yeah. and Matt Gor- Gorley. And something that they say about James Bond is something that I feel about like James Bond, like Power Rangers, like Star Wars is, uh, and I'll put it in context of Star Wars, like any Star Wars movie, even the worst Star Wars movie, I will watch before any other movie. Like if I had a choice between any other movie in the history of cinema and the worst Star Wars movie, I'm picking Star Wars. Like, that's just the way I am. So, I mean, I'm going to go see it, and I'm going to like it a lot, and I'm going to watch it before I watch anything else. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be hard-pressed for, for – I mean, anyone that says that it's it's the worst Star Wars movie is out of their mind, first <laughs> of all. And, and – and, uh, but, yeah, I know. It's I think – I mean, we could probably leave Solo alone at that point, uh, especially since – I, I mean, we've talked, I think, 20 minutes on it, and you haven't even I seen know. the movie yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I do want to – I want to talk to the festival a little bit uh, because that's um, where uh, – the whole reason that we're, we're talking. And although co- everyday conversation with you, with you is great, I believe this is your third appearance on the show. Uh, maybe. Maybe. If I know, I know there is OG, yeah, yeah, OG Eagles, and then this one. Um, so, uh, and and, I mean, you, uh, we we met at the festival last year, uh, the fifth annual festival. So, this is what your second festival that you're doing, yeah, our second time at the festival. And I hold on because this is yeah, this is my third time on. The first time was for Eagles. The second time was for the panel. 
Oh, well, crap. No, 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 no. Then this is the fourth is time because the, the panel I haven't aired yet. Because I had you, you were on, you were on uh, post festival last year. That's um, right. Yeah. Prior to, so I would say sometime between, I guess, the festival and, and, and when Last Jedi right. came out. Uh, and then, yeah, we had you on uh, right before right. the Super Bowl, then the yep. panel. And now this, yeah. So I right. forgot about the panel because I haven't. I haven't. That's that. I I don't know where that falls in line as as far as when this is going to air. That may have already aired, or I may have pushed it back to after the festival, depending on how many um, fellow festival interviews right. I have uh, this this uh, for this month. But yeah. Um, so so, and you're doing the same one with your co-host, popping bottles, uh, yeah. dadcast, yeah, same one. So now, and you, but you do, cause I, I was always under the impression that was the one you did, but it seems like you do, what, what are the podcasts <laughs> you do now besides, besides All right, so while Ash was here, uh, we rebooted a, a podcast that we started doing years ago called Brudders, uh, which is just a weird way of saying brothers. Um, because, you know, we had the time to do it, but also just because I want to do it, because he and I can talk for hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah, um, right. yeah we did our Brothers podcast, which I still have, like, five episodes that I haven't even aired yet. Okay. Um, and then uh, soon I'm going to be returning to a podcast that I do with my dad called Dad's in the Kitchen. Okay, that's... The- cooking stuff. Okay. Uh, but the main two are Poppin' Bottles Dadcast with uh, my partner Nick Brown and then uh, my solo podcast, which is called uh, The Kids Are Alright. Okay, yeah, because I saw that. I saw you pop on uh, Facebook Live with that. Right. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. He does a podcast with his kids. Uh, and then I, <laughs> I, I started watching it before I had a, like a meeting or something. Uh, so I didn't, I, I didn't get very far into it, but I was like, oh, okay, clearly this is just a solo podcast. Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with a solo podcast about the Star Wars film. Right. But, <laughs> right. Which we did for the first uh, 25 minutes. Uh, so, but but the, so, so you're coming back to the festival. Um, let's, uh, we'll probably plug it at the end as well, uh, but let's give it a quick plug while we're in the middle of the show so people actually listen to it. Sure. Um, uh, when is it and where, uh, and which venue? Uh, it's at Tattooed Moms. Oh, God, I have to look up the dates. It's on the, the Saturday. It's, uh, it's and for, the- for those that want to find the schedule, it's at phillypodfest.com slash schedule. Right. Yeah, we could just do that. Uh, I, are you the first weekend or the second weekend? I th- I think it's the first weekend. Hold on. I, so I, I made a calendar thing in uh, Facebook. Okay. Uh, the 23rd. Okay. Yeah. So you, you are the part of the op- like opening day. Fis- well, I guess technically it opens on the 22nd with that one show, but right, uh, yeah. it is um, uh, opening weekend festivities. I, I, even though that the 22nd is happening, I still count the <laughs> the 23rd as like the, the beginning opening of the day type of, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, you are part of 
what looks to be, I guess it's a healthy mix of old and new uh, podcasts. Okay. Uh, you know, you're <laughs> returning Quest for Magic and Steel, which is normally in, at Amalgam, um, but they're going to be at Tattoo Moms is returning. Highlander, you know, it, it's it's mainly returners. <laughs> but um yeah so so what do you guys because now last year last year was the first year you guys did it and and it sounded like if i remember correctly you guys kind of went in blind right yeah we weren't really sure what to expect and we decided to just do it the same way we do every episode which is we get a you know we get on zencaster and uh we briefly discuss the topics that we want to hit on and then we just press record and go. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do any editing or anything like that. So we ca- we approach it the same way. This year we're a little more prepared. Okay. Um, you know, we ended up doing what did we do? We did like a top ten of something. Last year was a top ten. Oh God! Well, it was hilarious, <laughs> and I, 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 it was funny because I feel like I was the only parent in the audience, right? Uh, but oh god, I forget what it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, I forget what it was. But so this year we're doing a top ten of uh, dad jokes. Okay, okay. And then uh, and then we're gonna do a Q and A in like the last half hour, twenty minutes, or something like that. And Very and then good. the rest of it, you know, you know, one of the great things is just, you know about me and Nick is just that we riff off each other so well, and we can just have that conversation that is endlessly entertaining to people who like to listen to people talk <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah and yeah. and that's i mean i'm definitely like a key audience member for that because i do like right. my my favorite shows are just people sitting around talking endlessly. Right. Yeah. which seems weird but you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah I, well and i'll say that i have included like the healthy mix of like actual play podcasts into my uh lineup uh, they they became like a an anchor for me when I was going through or I wasn't going through anything, but when my uncle was going through his battle with cancer, uh, right. and I was dealing with my feelings with that, um, I turned to specifically some one shot podcasts. But like uh, I, I, I you know Jeff Stormer with Party of One does an excellent mm-hmm. uh, a, a excellent one here in Philly, and uh, he opened up. He really was kind of my uh, true gateway and, uh, and, and uh, he was, I guess he was the weed. He was my gateway drug into actual play podcasting. Um, and, and that's, so I have a healthy mix of that. I started, uh, incorporating some true crime recently as well. Right. Um, I don't know how, so, so as a, as a fellow creator and consumer, um, when you listen to podcasts, uh, do you listen I listen to mine on one and a half speed uh, because I, I listen to like a, a lot, a lot of okay. podcasts. Right. So, so are you, uh, do you find yourself at that point where you're like, you, you are consuming too much and you need to listen to everything quicker? Not really. I mean, <laughs> I can consume a fucking lot. Yeah. Uh, there are certain ones that, I want to do that with, and I should do that with like, uh, so Bert Kreischer has his Bert cast, um, which is when he has on a guest. And then he also has one called open tabs where it's just him talking. Okay. And 
he talks pretty fast as it is, but it's like he talks really fast when there's something to talk about. And then there are gaps. There's like dead air every once in a while. And sometimes it's more often than I feel comfortable with <laughs> as a creator, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. almost wish I had his phone number just so I could be like, dude, Please, just cut it out. Dear God, <laughs> just fucking <laughs> just edit a little bit of that dead air out, please. Um, but no, I, it, I think the main reason I don't do that is because I'm drawn to um, like ID10T and Kevin Smith's podcasts primarily and Mark Marin's podcasts. And they're all the ones that there really is no break in the conversation ever. Yeah. Like the conversation never moves slow with these people unless it's, <laughs> unless it fits what they're talking about. And then in that case, I'm totally cool with it moving slow because that's what it needs. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I guess you could call me a, a, a patient. Uh, oh yeah. I'm not <laughs> a patient. patient podcast person. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I need to listen to it. I need to listen to it now. And it needs to be, I need to get it done. So I can go to the next one. And, but like, I'm setting myself up for like this, this, this like world of ruin when I finally, like, like I haven't, I don't think I've talked to Jeff in person for, for like six months. Right. So for the, like the last six months, my, my experience with talking to Jeff outside of like, chat messaging and whatnot has been uh listening to him at one and a half speed so like and every now and then i'll I'll throw podcasts on on just the normal one one x speed and everyone sounds real weird and 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 drawn out now (laughs) so i i fear i'm ruining my my listening experience (laughs) just in the real world um the uh, uh, my favorite murder is a podcast that uh, my fiance, who's not a podcast person, the only podcast she listens to is my favorite murder. She right. turned me on to it, and um, we we drove uh, down to South Carolina. She, uh, my fiance, is a Lululemon retailer. She sells those those fun leggings that all the ladies like. Yeah, um, and she got an opportunity to shop the warehouse, which normally you just, it's random. You, what you get, you get to go down to South Carolina sometimes and pick your own order. So we left on a Monday night, came home on a Tuesday. We were, it was like a, it was an insane trip, but when we were both awake, we were listening to my favorite murder. And if I was driving, it was coming through my phone at one and a half speed. (laughs) She was like, Oh my God, that's insane. It's hurting my ears. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is how, this is their normal voice. I've never heard Karen. Um, oh God. Uh, well, we'll just say, uh, Oh God, I'm brain farting on both names now. Uh, uh, I can't, I can never remember their names. Uh, Karen and it starts, um, it starts with a G. Uh, fuck the, the, oh. the, my favorite murder <laughs> girls. Uh, yeah. they are wonderful hosts and I, I, I really do enjoy their show and normally know their names. I'm yeah. going to blame the fact that it's almost one o'clock in the morning and I've been doing podcasts <laughs> for many hours today. Right. Uh, and, and I woke up at 5 a.m. So, so we'll, we'll blame that. Uh, but uh, I, I've never heard them at normal speed. So when she was driving, it sounded so slow. I'm like, wait a second. Like they, they sound like they're drunk and like high and like what's right. going on. So I'm I'm literally ruining just real life experiences. For me at this point. 
And, you know, that all goes back to social media and then video games and then drugs. You know. (laughs) I feel like one of those is responsible for for, for everything (laughs) wrong with the world. Right. Uh, so, so, uh, have you guys like thought about doing shows outside of the festival? Like, uh, you know, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, our first time at the festival was so amazing, even with the miniature crowd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it was such an amazing experience. So, and it's something that we had talked about doing beforehand cause we had been doing it, you know, three, four years already up to that point. Yeah. Um, so we talked about doing it a couple of times, but you know, with his work schedule and my work schedule, it's just something that's really been difficult to work out unless we plan it, you know, almost a year ahead of time, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually we'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, the scheduling, uh, of it can be hard. Uh, it's the thing that I, I, I've really kind of grown to love and appreciate is, like not to, to worry about the crowd size because at the end of the day, I don't think it really matters. Um, cause I, I have had as little as, uh, like one person. And uh, no, that's not true. We most recently screened, uh, army of darkness and had, uh, we had a couple people for the pre-show. Um, right. but, but the main show, which was everything is awesome. Uh, we had exactly zero people stay for the podcast portion of it. Um, and, and that turned into more of, uh, well, we're just on location recording a normal podcast uh, and whatnot. And, and like the, the, the guy who runs South street cinema hopped on and had into the conversation. That was a lot of fun. Right. Um, but, but like, you know, I, I've done, you know, crowds that were like just a handful to, to, I would say the biggest crowd we've had was the wizard world panel. Right. Um, and uh yeah i think there's just you have to you have to be prepared to to do your show uh, as a live show in front of a crowd that's going to be interacting with them but mm-hmm. you also have to be prepared for no one to show up and 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 basically just do a modified version of of your live show slash normal show and and right yeah so it's it's a fun balance that I've been trying to play with, especially since I've been jumping from like different formats of late night, which is what I'm going to be doing on July 1st with, um, with the festival, uh, to actual plays, which we did for episode 100, which was a blast to these panels that we've been doing at greater Oaks and, and wizard world. And, uh, was my intention for, um, for, uh, South street cinema, but, but it turned into just a normal <laughs> podcast. Right. Um, but yeah, so, 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 uh, I don't know. I, I, you and I, uh, have talked so much about podcasting in the past that, that pop culture is our like sweet spot. In fact, like yeah. to the point where you and I have kind of teased doing our own version of like fat man on Batman, where it's just strictly oh, yeah. a live show. Uh, <clears throat> I would love to do that. It's just a matter because, and that's like where I'm at with everything is awesome. Is like, well, I want to do a monthly show like 2019. I want to go monthly with it, with, with right. a live show. And, and how do I do that? Like, what's the proper way there's, I'm of the mindset that we, like, maybe we do it at one single location for, for a monthly showcase. And then my, my co-host is like, well, I think maybe we like, maybe we take the different formats and maybe like tattooed mom is like the monthly showcase or like a, not a monthly, but a showcase for the late night show. And that amalgam is right. a showcase for the, the actual plays and South street cinema, South street cinema is a showcase for your panels and whatnot. So it's, 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 I'm trying to figure it out 
and whatnot, but like scheduling is obviously hard and we have to figure yeah. that out. And, and same thing with like whatever we were talking about doing is like, we kind of have to figure it out and schedule it. And then I also have to like be willing to commit to doing something monthly uh, that takes me out of the house. Yeah. Which is, which is, <laughs> is, is rough. Uh, and yeah. Whatnot. And, yeah and, I think the biggest thing for me as far as, uh, as doing something monthly is just the drive down there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, where, where, at the same time, though, I do uh, uh, I do keep a spreadsheet of like business stuff that gets written off on my taxes, so I can just do that, you know. And, it, and uh, yeah, I need to get on that game. Yeah. I need to get in that game where I'm, oh, I'm writing sure. stuff off. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You would think that you know, two and a half years doing this, I would just finally like LLC. Our, like, <laughs> yeah. we, we have, we have a general partnership. I don't know why we did that. We should have just went right to LLC. I think I was too spooked by the responsibilities. Right. Yeah. Which can be uh, overwhelming at the beginning when you're setting everything up. Yeah. But uh, from what I've heard, as soon as the setup is over, it's, it's a breeze as long as you don't get any lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so uh before we we wrap this up what's uh what's your long-term plan with with uh with the podcast let's go with popping bottles um or with all your podcasting really like where do you envision going like what's the end game for you like in the next you know what's your what's what's what was a five-year plan 10-year plan what what do they tell you to come up with five-year plan usually like or have a five and then have a 10 and all that nonsense. I don't freaking know. Uh, no, it's just, uh, you know, if I had established as an LLC, you know, that sort of deal and, and actually turned it into, uh, I, I, and I do still think about turning it into it like an actual business. I want to create, you know, basically my own version of the Kevin Smith smod castle, you know, that yeah, sort of yeah. deal. Um, or, you know, the Nerdist podcast network, I, I, I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to do something creative with my life. And I've, since I found podcasting, basically, um, that is like, you know, it's like, I, I have found my calling. This is, this is the <laughs> yeah. thing that I do best. That is my trade that I am the best at. And I should just do this for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Um, so as far as, as far as all the shows that I do, you know, I, I really want to take them to the biggest that they possibly can be. You know, I want to do, God, I want to do weekly episodes of all of them. And I want to do live shows for all of them. You know, uh, Dad's in the Kitchen that I do with uh, with my dad. I want to turn that into a web series. I want to film that. I want to make that a, like a legit cooking show that we, was, do, you know. I, I was going to say, when you first mentioned that, I was like, that sounds like, I, 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 that sounds like a YouTube web series. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, and, uh, you know, a great way to go into uh, – um, you know, the Facebook watch thing that is now growing, uh, where you basically have your own TV show slash YouTube channel, but it's on Facebook. Like I, I, I really like what they're getting at as far as how they have it set up. So I would love to do something like that and it'd be a really fun thing for me and my dad to do. And then, um, yeah, no, just as far as all the shows, uh, 
and I just want to, I just want to take it as far as it'll possibly go. Now my solo show gets a little weird sometimes cause it's just me. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I think that's a perfect opportunity. One of the things that I've always dreamt about doing before I found podcasts or anything. Uh, one of the things that I've always dreamt about doing is, um, uh, uh, what you would call it? Uh, late night. I would oh love to yeah. be a late night host. I would love to have my own late night show. Maybe someday in my distant future, I can weasel my way into being the host of uh, the tonight show. I want to <laughs> do something like that. And I mean, I, I have already worked out being comfortable on my own. Uh-huh. Uh, so the next step would be to actually write the thing out and then have a set and then have an audience yeah. and then have cameras, yeah. you know, which are big steps to take. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's something that I would absolutely love doing. Oh, it's funny because that's like with the birth of like the version of the live show that we did for, for, like I said, until episode 100 uh, was, you know, uh, I, we got accepted to the Philadelphia podcast festival uh, in 2016 uh, to which I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. I can't believe they accepted us. And then I realized they really just accept everybody uh, as long as you're from Philly or the greater Philly area. Uh, I think this year, they, they I, the only reason they turned some people away, if they did, and I'm only assuming they did because we had 65 shows last year and we're down to 50 this year, uh, is because that, it seems like the, the, that like a couple of venues weren't able to commit uh, to both weekends. Um, so I think they lost some, some studio space for the live shows this year, but, but in 2016 we got accepted and I was talking to my buddy. I was like, listen, man, I can't, I can't do my show up there. Like, you know, like I normally do, I can't go up there and and talk for an hour with, with one guest. I feel like that's cheating the audience. So like, what do we do? Like, I was like, I feel, I feel like I need you up there as my co-host as, and whatnot. He's like, yeah, 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 totally. You know, we can do something like that. And I was like, and I, and up until that point, like I had mentioned several times about wanting to start something like, like my own late version of late night. And so, so I was like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And this was like, you know, maybe like two months out from the podcast. He's like, well, I don't know. Like you always talk about doing late night, just do a late night show. I'm like, Oh right. my God. Like, they, like he dropped the fucking mic. I was like, Oh dear God, <laughs> that makes the most sense ever. And that's why like, our, our live show is typically, uh, you know, sectioned out like a, like a monologue and then like banter between him and I. We try to play a game. Then we have the first guest right. and then we have the second guest. And, and I have a lot of improvement. I feel like the, the live shows are a lot of fun, especially, you know, um, at Tattooed Moms. And, and um, I have a good experience with the late night model that I do, but there is so that is the one out of the three that I do that actual play and panels mm-hmm. that needs the most work because I'm just, it's, 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 I'm not a comedian. I don't fancy myself a comedian and, and, and you need to have a little, you need to be able to write like a, a little small monologue, I think to do a successful uh, late night show. So um, yeah, I, I'm struggling to find my place in that market, but I'm going to say like, I, I don't know that I would want to do this tonight show. That's a lot of pressure. It is a lot um, of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I would totally just, uh, I, I've actually said, uh, recently that 
I want to be uh, I want to be the host of the the Joel McHale show when he uh, retires um, from from Netflix. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, so, yeah. I I one hundred percent want to be titled the Joel McHale show with with Kevin Gallagher. <laughs> that is my perfect. dream. Like that's that's my dream. Yeah, yeah. And I always that's not late it's... night at all. But you know, it's, right, it's, right. Yeah, I always figured if I was going to do uh, you know a late show or something like it on, you know, and just broadcast it on the internet. I was going to call it something like not another light, uh, not another night, you know, tonight show or like, uh, uh, the tonight show with Ben Mullen. And then in parentheses, no, not that tonight show, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like that. I like the, not another, like, I feel like that's, and maybe that's too on the nose, but, um, I, I also, I also come from that generation where, you know, we, I grew up with, like, there was a movie called not another teen movie. I know? remember so, not another teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on the comedy central for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that movie. I just remember it being a thing. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would love like, that's, that's, I feel like at some point you and I really need to sit down and collaborate on something. Cause if, if it wasn't the, the, the similar looks and, and the, and the, and that we have and, <laughs> And, and the, the similar interests, personality, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the, the why there's no reason that we shouldn't be collaborating, and yet, like a year later, we still have yet to do it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll figure something out. But you know, we're yeah. parents and we have jobs, yeah. and like, yeah. uh, so the reason I was a little bit late tonight was uh, I just found out that my boss has been fired. Oh, and that the uh, and that the position is open and posted on the website. So I uh, quick had to write up a resume. Yeah, <laughs> I, hop on that. I had uh, yeah, I had to hop on a resume and a cover letter real quick and just you know polish that up and all that jazz. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that being said, it is uh, I, I I find it hard to go the full two hours. I think the last time, well, not the last time we talked, but like the the, the first time we talked, like, right. like a little under a year ago, I think we went pretty long. But oh right. man, I've I'm feeling the old man age, and, and that or it's just the extra weight I, I've been carrying the last last few months here. So. Oh man, I have been struggling something awful, and we just had our uh, we just had our vacation. So yeah. for a week straight, I was eating nothing but fudge and French fries. Oh and- god. Yeah. I'm just on a whole nother level exhausted. I, I'll tell you what, I, I have been always the guy that could uh, figure out what he had to cut out, which is usually the soda, like just cut out my sugar. And that's right. soda has always been my big like weak spot and, and, and the biggest source of my sugar. Uh, coffees is, you know, is in there now too, as I get older, but um, I was always able to like drop that, that, that soda and usually drop like 25 pounds in two weeks. No, oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, since like the beginning of this year, I've had a real hard time dropping weight and, and, and it's probably because I haven't had the willpower to actually like give up things completely. So, uh, we had family on both sides, Jen's side, my side, um, join Weight Watchers and find really good success and whatnot. So we we were talking about. It. I was like, I don't know. I don't feel like I need to pay to lose weight. Like, and, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just. You don't. <laughs> yeah, well, well, and I was like, I'll just. If you're gonna join, I'll just like piggyback off that. And then she told me like she found out like she dropped this knowledge on me of like, yeah, once you hit like your goal weight and you're there for like a month or something, like you stop paying. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So like eventually I don't have to pay. And she's like, right. Like, 
oh well then i might be like in it because then it's like kind of like a game and so we, right. we did join we, we joined actually uh, i mean i know it's technically friday now but we joined about a week ago last thursday right uh and and uh it's it's been great like it actually is working like i mean it's only been a week so it's it's i, I guess i it's hard to like I shouldn't get on that bandwagon yet, but like I said, all the rest of my family and, and, and her family have been doing it and they've been losing tons of weight. Right. And, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, we both dropped six over six pounds, uh, in this first week. Nice. So, yeah. So like it's, it's the most weight I've dropped, you know, in a single like attempt of doing stuff in, in, in over a year. So it's, uh, it's, it's silly to pay for it, but I, I, I'm willing to do it because like the, 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 they, they give you this app that just makes everything so easy. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's the commitment. You know, whatever you have to do for the commitment to that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, no, duh, you should commit to it. It's your health. It's your well-being. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's your life. Well, that, yeah. that's not so easy. You know, it, like you try to make it sound easy, but it's really not that easy. So whatever you have to do to solidify that commitment to just being better for yourself, uh, you know, go out there and do it. But the main thing for, uh, for me and my family lately has been, uh, fasting, intermittent fasting mm-hmm. has been like crazy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, 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 I've tried it in the past and I, and, and I just can't do it. It's, it's, it's horrible. I, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm fucking depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible but at the same time you know i lost uh i lost 30 pounds in a week and a uh, not in a week and a half two and a half weeks yeah yeah so you know <laughs> yeah it, what i like um about weight watchers and i don't want to like be this guy uh, so i want to try not to be but I, but me right. personally what i like about it is that um what the like this program that they're using now like it's not pushing like uh, a diet on you it's more so pushing like eat what you want look it up and and just don't go over your points and whatnot right. and um and, and it it, it had it's it literally is and i guess if you take it serious enough like i am it was literally teaching you how to, to re-eat like how to eat properly like yeah i i used to slather cream cheese on my bagel because it tasted so good but like i looking at like what a full serving size is uh, which is like two tablespoons and, and how many points that is it's like all right well let me just like put let me put it on until it looks like it's tasty enough and, and i would do that and i would eat it and i enjoyed it and like it was like I used a third of what the serving size was or like realizing that I don't need from Panera bread, a, uh, a, a half a sandwich and a soup and a bread bowl. Like I can, I can deal with a cup of soup and, right. and my body will function just fine. So like it's, it's learning that I was just eating too much for the sake of eating too much. And like, I don't know, reteaching myself that I should pay attention to serving sizes and stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's neat in that way. And, and that's like why I like it. And, and I would honestly, like, if, if I stopped going to the meetings and stuff, I would pay, I would easily pay like the online cost just for the online tracker. Cause it's, it's, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the great things about trying to be better about fitness in this, I don't want to say in this generation, but at least in the last 10 years, is that you know 
the, despite the fact that a lot of people say that we're addicted to our phones now and addicted to apps and that sort of thing, it is still a tool, you know, and it, and it yeah. can still help us. And the development of stuff like that, and especially with wearables like the Apple Watch and stuff like yeah. that, uh, the ability to track your progress and the ability to to help you pay attention and help you focus because that's really the hardest part is just, you know, you can take in all the information, but being able to focus in the hardest times when your cravings are at their worst, you know, if you have a little something that's going to remind you, you know, that's going to urge you on to keep going and, and keep, you know, losing weight or gaining muscle or whatever your your thing is whatever your goal is whatever keeps reminding you of your goal that's important that's a useful tool yeah, yeah and and it's like it's made me like try new things like my new favorite like snack is is these garden uh or these vegetable tortilla chips with salsa uh right. it's it, it's you know i I don't know that it like it's it's like it's just not salty. It's not salty like regular tortilla <laughs> chips. Yeah, uh, and, and I, like I've always been a fan of the veggie straws. Like they're like a legitimate delicious snack, even oh, when I wasn't God, dieting yeah. or anything. So like the veggie like, and it's filling. Like it, again, it's crazy. I'm that crazy person that counts out the serving size now. So like serving size is 15 chips. So I I, I count out 15 chips because I'm <laughs> insane. Right, uh, yeah. But honestly, again, like. I don't know if the purpose of Weight Watchers is to teach you to do this or not, but like I'm doing it because I'm insane. And that snack, like that's usually what I eat between like three and five when I'm still at work and before I leave to come home and I'll usually eat it right about three o'clock and it it holds me over till dinner. Like it's, it's a, a, those 15 chips plus some salsa, you know, is, is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's neat. Like realizing how, I was a sugar addict and a food <laughs> yeah. addict, uh, you know, and now like, uh, that I realize that I can be better. I, I am. Um, yeah, yeah. Being more conscious of my addiction to sugar and then, you know, being more conscious of using food to try to cure my depression. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's huge. Uh, yeah. That, those were those were good realizations to have, and you know I, I still have my down moments. You know when I'm feeling sad, I eat a tasty cake. <laughs> uh, that's sort of, <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, um, and what's what's yeah. awesome about the, like the program is is that like it's I, if it happens, it happens. Like there's uh, and I, and I, and this is more like you don't even have to call it weight char- weight watchers if you're just good at, at portion control and you're good at right. counting calories, um, which is all I'm doing on Weight Watchers is a modified version of counting calories. Right. Uh, if you're good at that, like if you and and that's where I've had sex success before. Like I I was I used to it wasn't obviously anything official, but I would just count calories in this like weird fitness app that I had, and right. doing that and and like paying attention to what I was eating portion size, like I was losing weight. Um and uh, what the problem was back then, like if I let myself go off the uh you know the wagon and say oh i'm just gonna eat this tasty cake then like everything went downhill for me so like in the last week i've still enjoyed like a like a slice of pizza and i've enjoyed like uh like sugar-free pop like a chocolate fudge pop that still tastes really good i i I never thought i would enjoy no sugar or or or, uh yeah i think sugar-free syrup but oddly enough the natural the natural sugar and maple syrup 
is plenty of sugar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. who knew, who knew? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, uh, at 33 be going on 34. It's, it's, uh, I guess I'm finally, I say this a lot when things happen, but I think I'm finally understanding this adult thing. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I always figured that eventually the whole being an adult thing would start to make sense. But once I realized that we're all just kind of bullshitting, you know, the whole, uh, <laughs> fake, it, fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. Once I realized it was just that, you know, it's, it's been working out. It's been working out. And like, what's, uh, you know, I feel like it's going to be weird seeing our generation retire. Cause like, our, I, I, it's, I, I say this a lot, like to my fiance, it's like, am I still going to be playing video games when I'm in my fifties right. uh, or sixties? Am I, am I going to like, for me, like I, when I get home from work, I want to like, kind of like, I, I want to unwind. I want to get in my basketball shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I was like, I can't wait till like, I, I'm, I started early enough at my, my current job, uh, that is not knock on wood, my forever home, uh, where I can have the ability to retire all oh, my 20 years in, I can retire at 55 if I want. So right. like I fully plan on retiring at 55 and wearing basketball shorts, yep. uh, <laughs> all year round. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we were talking about my our neighbors who are very elderly wearing sweaters all year round. I was like, I think that's insane. Like, <laughs> like how are you cold in the middle of summer? Like, I want to like right. I, I, when I'm shoveling, I wear basketball shorts. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and like you know, as as, as far as you're saying about uh, you know being a retiree, being an old man and playing video games, there is gonna be a day, way down the line in the future, when you go into an old folks home, you know, you go to visit grandpa and you go into grandpa's room and he's sitting there playing God of war on his, yeah. uh, old PlayStation four, you know, yeah, yeah. and we're, there's going to be a day when, when the generations of people who are in old folks homes are gamers and they're still interested in that. And, and that is what they have left to do. Despite the arthritis, <laughs> you know, and uh, they will game themselves into oblivion. Yeah, it's funny because I and, and we'll, we'll end on around this note, I guess. Uh, I was thinking today because I'm going to be turning 34 in in just over a month, which means my my co-host Mike, my best friend, he's he turns 35 the day before I turn 34. Oh, nice. uh, and like. I've always uh, judged like kind of age by like, you know, like uh, media and like the, 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 the key demo has always kind of been that 18 to, I believe 35 range. And, right. and, and that's when I feel like I'm old. Like, it's like, Oh my God, I want to, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be out of that demo soon. But the good news is the good news. I looked it up today because again, I'm insane. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Everything I've seen about the key demo when it comes to TV, primetime especially, it's been up to 49. It's 18 to 49. So yeah. I, I guess, again, uh, the generation now is running things, and we all love TV into our, our, our old age now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. And it's, uh, you know, that point sort of crosses over into uh, a lot of the Disney Channel stuff that my daughter has been watching. I'm actually interested in because – the writers of those shows are people who are my age yeah and they have my sense of humor (laughs) and it's weird yeah yeah my son he doesn't watch he he, he's more of a netflix kid now and and uh very rarely pays attention to the disney channel um even on like like 
he had, on his tablet he has like the Disney Now app so that he can right. watch all those Disney shows and he doesn't really pay attention to it. But when the last time we went to Disney, he was watching this weird show like Allison's not Allison Mac, it's not, I don't know, some weird Allison something other show. Oh, uh, Alex Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we got into it. Like I got into it with him. I was like, oh, this is a good. This is actually a good show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is weird when I like his shows. Yeah, we're big Liv and Maddie fans around here. Oh my God! All he's we're got. House. <laughs> yeah, he well, he loves uh, Bunked and and Jesse and uh, he right, he does put on Liv and Maddie too. He'll throw that yeah. on Netflix every now and then, and I'm like, oh my nice. God, what, what are you? Why are we? Why are we watching this? <laughs> what uh, is this? <laughs> and and I, I mean, I I I'm not Liv and Maddie. I haven't really gotten into, but I, I haven't given it a chance. But like I, when he turns bunked on, and I walk by, I'll like I'll linger and watch and say, yeah sit down next to him and i'll watch with him and whatnot um yeah kids influencing us what do you know how, how uh how can we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right uh let's let's wrap this up uh give out all your plugs for for what you're doing and make sure you include that uh podcast festival plug oh hell yeah uh in fact i'll do that first so is the uh papa bottles Dadcast, which i think on the schedule is just listed as uh popping bottles and that is at three o'clock at Tattooed Moms on the, what was that, the 26th? Uh, either the 23rd or 30th. 23rd. No, it's the 23rd. Uh, it's a Saturday in the middle of the day if you're hanging around Philadelphia and you want to go see a free show at an awesome venue. Uh, yeah, Tattooed Moms, 3 o'clock, me and my buddy Nick Brown. And we talked about parenting stuff. Uh, you can check that out on iTunes as well as my other podcasts. Uh, the, kid, the Kids Are All Right. And uh, you can follow me on the tweets and the Instagrams at bkmullen underscore. I uh, how angry are you? Does someone else have the? I think I probably asked you this before, but someone else have just at bkmullen? Okay. D- d- does does someone else have it, or or did you? Oh, oh yeah, no, somebody else yeah. has it, and uh, I am even made more furious because it's an egg. It's, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the worst. It is. It is nobody. Somebody is sitting on my name. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's infuriating. <laughs> I there, I forget what hand it may have been. Kevin, it was I think a version of my name I, I saw, and it was an egg. And I, I tried, I emailed Twitter. I, I don't know what. I, maybe I opened up a ticket. I was like, "Hey, is there any way?" And like, they either didn't respond or they just said, "No, get out of here." Hence the reason yeah. I am uh, at that nerdy Kev. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, where else can we find you in your stuff? Oh, uh, so I actually started a new website a little while ago called uh, the ninety seven thirty two. It's at uh, www dot uh, the ninety seven thirty two dot com, and uh, it's it's forming. I'll say okay. it's got some blog posts. It's got some. Uh, it's it's pretty much the home of everything that I do. Uh, so it's really the best one to point to. You'll find uh, all of my podcasts that I do and all of the episodes that we've ever done of each podcast, including Poppin' Bottles, uh, as well as some blog posts and uh, links to my other work. I'm also a dad blogger. I'm a parent blogger uh, through uh, earthversusben.com and also a uh, shout-out to Life of Dad, who I write with every once in a while. They're a great site and a great resource for uh, for other dads. 
And uh, of course, uh, eventually that entertains will be uh, will be revving up the inter- uh, the interviews the the reviews there. You uh... <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I so far so good. I've been having a great time with it for uh, for the little bit that we've been yeah. able to do over the past couple of weeks. And uh, I mean, come on, I get to I get to review comics. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? Oh no twist my fucking arm yeah <laughs> and eventually like we'll 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 have enough writers under us so that like i'd be really like hey man you really need to get like a tight grip on them because you volunteered i don't know if you volunteered i may have volunteered you to be the editor-in-chief for the comic book reviews but whatever uh it's it seemed like you already had that idea in your brain yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but again again you know twist my fucking arm to get me to do something like that seriously <laughs> I, didn't, I just didn't want to do it that's what it came down to it was like i, I right yeah, yeah i'm barely gonna write on time i can't be in charge of it uh, uh by the way i just want to do it i just looked it up real quick shout out to at bk mullen uh byron mullen who <laughs> has five followers and uh whose last tweet was was that august 2015 uh previous to that his two other tweets because he only has three uh was two tweets uh in 2009 where he misspelled rihanna twice uh so special shout out to that person (laughs) i will be emailing twitter shortly (laughs) i feel like you should be able to email twitter be like listen they're not using it like yeah come on on, this is my brand i've got over 2,000 followers now like can i please just have this uh all right uh bk thanks for doing the show uh and uh good luck at the festival yeah, you too. And Thank and you. I guess I should mention that I didn't didn't even realize we were recording until like twenty minutes ago. So, <laughs> uh, so great convo and uh, great episode. I look forward oh to God. listening back to it. Yeah, yeah, we've been recording for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay, guys. What you don't know, what you don't know, is I'm walking around doing these intros and outros just back to back because I have a few interviews recorded and it's I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt wearing my khakis I'm wearing Converse so not the best walking sneakers and I'm just walking around in this 90 degree weather doing these outros and intros and stuff and I'm, I'm working up a sweat I'm working up a little bit of a sweat but that's good that's a good thing I need to burn some calories I need to get my fit points in I need to get my extra steps in to be a better cat build a better cat build a better you However you think is the best way to do that. For me, it's combined a little bit of exercise and Weight Watchers has been doing great for me. Anyway, um, so big thanks to BK Mullen for doing the show. Uh, make sure you check out his show, Poppin' Bottles, Dadcast at Tattooed Moms, uh, 3 p.m. on uh, June 23rd. That's again, 3 p.m. on June 23rd at Tattooed Moms. Uh, he is performing as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. You can go to phillypodfest.com slash schedule to find the complete schedule across various venues like a Malcolm Compton Coffeehouse, Tattooed Moms, the Ruba Club, Red Caps Games, uh, so many different venues. There's, I think, about six or seven venues hosting over 50 shows. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Check it out, phillypodfest.com slash schedule. Make sure you come out to Tattooed Moms on July 1st and check everything is awesome out. Uh, we are going to be kicking off the last day of the festival, as I said earlier in the show, uh, 1 p.m. 
July 1st at Tattooed Moms. We're going to be playing Food Fright where you can, four people will have an opportunity to play uh, a game challenge, a food challenge, and win a prize. It's going to be a good time. Um, you can also support our show in a various different ways. It's like uh, patreon.com slash that entertains a subscription service. It's kind of like an ongoing Kickstarter. Every dollar you subscribe to us goes right back in to the podcast network, into That's Entertainment and Crew Number Studios to help produce more content for you, exclusive content for Patreon users. So please, please, please consider doing that. I understand if money is tight, you can always go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. And that helps Apple Math make us in front of more people, more eyes, more ears. means more people are finding the show, which means more people are listening and potentially helping support this show so we can do live shows like we do every year at the festival, so we can do panels, and so we can do all these fun things that we do. Um, and, uh, and word of mouth recommendations, guys, of course. Make sure um, that entertains. I forgot to mention that um, BK Mullen is our editor-in-chief when it comes to our comic book reviews. The That's Entertainment Comics Universe, the T-E-C-U. Uh, so he's helping make sure our reviews look great um, and whatnot. So make sure you check out That Entertains because we're having at least weekly comic book reviews that usually spread out between Wednesday and Fridays. And it's um, such a fun little project that we picked up. I really enjoy it. And I'm glad that I got um, BK there to help me make sure that it's running smoothly. Ash is a great reviewer. BK is a great reviewer. Uh, when I actually write my reviews, I think I'm a pretty great reviewer. So uh, check all that out on thatentertains.com. Of course, you can find this show on awesomepodcast.com. We are part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on coretemparts.com. Find us on Twitter at RealAwesomePod. Find me on Twitter at ThatNerdyKev. Whoo, guys. Oh, my God. Whoo. We've been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. To listen to more Core Temp Arts shows, visit coretemparts.com.